Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amish baby machine podcast starring dags and johnny rage the amish baby machine podcast is a powerful american pop culture podcast it's our big end of the year review slash guns and roses podcast welcome friends welcome you know johnny rage the friends the family they're they're family, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just want to reach out and touch them. Appropriately, <laughs> though. No, seriously, appropriately. Oh, God yeah. love you, people. Welcome, Johnny Rage. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so confused right now because... Do you ever notice there's that time span between Christmas and New Year's Day? I just don't know. What is my role supposed to be between those two major holidays? It's like the... We were talking last time about the that epic show on Saturday mornings um lost uh not lost in space help me here i've got the 50 year old memory theme going here marshall will and Howard. yeah they kind of got lost in time that's kind of what this week feels like if it's like oh it's sunday i have to go to church uh john it's tuesday you you were at church on it it's what's my role for this week you, you just kind of walk aimlessly and and nobody really does anything it's kind of a useless week don't you agree it is land of the lost but when you talk about your role when i look at you it looks like you've had quite a many roles <laughs> over this wonderful holiday season i ask you this again my friend do you feel better when you criticize others does it does it does it help your self esteem i mean is, is all right all right i'm going to tell you one Yes, two, <laughs> yes, and C, it's very empowering. I told you I'm trying to exercise. I moved my beer fridge to the basement, so now I have to actually go up and down the steps. That's like a Stairmaster workout. <laughs> so There's a great uh, John Candy on SCTV. Have you guys ever checked out SCTV? Wonderful. It's kind of like Canada's version of uh, Saturday Night Live. But better. Some people say better. Oh, way better. Yeah. But anyway, there was a John Candy skit where he was doing exercise, and he had a he had a, a cigarette going, and he was like reaching and doing uh, stretches in the refrigerator. I did not see that. Yeah. I, 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 anything John Candy did, I loved though. One of my favorite actors, comedians, was John Candy. Probably my favorite role with him was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Phenomenal. Um, he was a. Do you remember? Here's a little trivia for you. Do you remember what his uh, job was? What he what he did in the movie? salesman that sold i mean he had the curtain <laughs> exactly yeah. shower curtain because yeah. <laughs> he sold them to the girls for jewelry <laughs> oh that's hilarious it's kind of like a shoe tip lace repairman i mean just uh, uh fit him to the t but john candy um phenomenal comedian but um i, I loved him as the cameo in uh, home alone 
remember when he was polka 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 he was the polka band oh yeah he gets her back yeah. that's right <laughs> in the in the uh, they had to rent a truck and they're playing the polka music as they roll through back to chicago one movie that i liked but it didn't hold up for me was uh, uncle buck i watched it again recently and i'm like uh yeah that was one of those movies where they tried you could tell where they were trying to make it funny and it wasn't you could particularly follow along and what what I don't know how to explain that, but that wasn't John Candy's. But I have to agree with you on that one. But when I saw it back in the day, I thought it was funny. But it was maybe because it was just it was just John Candy. So uh, Christmas just a couple of days ago. Any epic gifts that you want to reveal for the listeners? Anything cool come your way? I didn't get any gadgets last year. I got a sweet uh, telescope. That was probably my uh, cool nerd gift. That you used uh, is that the one with all the clothes draped over it, drying stuff? That's typically what happens when no, you. No, <laughs> that that is what. No, that is uh, treadmills are clothes hangers. Yeah, they are treadmills. The bikes, but telescopes are. Now, from, how many times, in honesty, do you think you actually used that thing this past year? The telescope. Yeah, I rocked it on the on the deck. Pretty cool, but I gotta get a nerd alert. I gotta get a better spotting scope on it. Because what what do you have to do? You have to line it up with the spotting scope. So then he can uh, see what's going on. Because a lot of times the neighbors move really fast. She doesn't stay there for a minute. So I got to hit, see her with the spotting <laughs> scope and then zoom in. Oh, jeez. Now, uh, Christmas Eve mass, I'm a big fan. Did you go to mass at all? You, yes or no? Did, did, we won't think less of you. Probably not. Yes. Did, or you want to refrain from comment. That's fine. Church of St. Mattress. I know that's where you go. Um, I get a kick out of mass. Um, we went to a church out of town and down in Iowa. And there was almost fist fighting going on for us to try to get the seats that we wanted to get to. We come in with a pack of eight of us. Good luck trying to sit with each other as you navigate the pews. Um, There were people that were there and they would have coats. Are you, do you, does that bother you if some, if you're at a place and somebody gets there early, but their entire group's not with them. So they'll take their jackets off and lay them down as if people have already been there. Should that be allowed? I can handle a little bit, a couple chairs, but you can't like, uh, pews, you can't and pews of this. Yeah, that is PU. That's stinky. I don't like it. Yeah. You can uh, reserve a couple seats, but when you do the whole rows and Oh, it was maddening as all, you know. So it reminds me of movie theaters back, you know, but you know, you'd go there and you'd now, it, now, I mean, with computers and everything, you can see exactly what seats are open. But back in the day, you'd go in there and you look, you look oh, look, oh, that's review, uh, that's reserved. I was waiting for the Kermit voice. I'm, that's a powerful, every time you do the Kermit voice, I'm going to drink, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to drink. <laughs> but that's the worst. It's, there's always, you know, someone holding the, the seats. Oh, those are reserved. Yeah. Well, then they better get their ass in there like pronto. Well, I mean, how long do you give these people? Pronto I mean, pups. You like corn dogs or pronto pups? Boy, that's a tough. What's the difference? You know, the this is a powerful pro tip for you guys. Enjoy the pronto pups. Pronto pups are wheat. Corn dogs are obviously corn. I but, did not but, know that. But there's not a lot of corn on the corn dog. It's it's basically just wheat, and then they throw a little corn in there. If it's a corn dog, I want it to taste corny. I'm okay. not trying to be corny, but I want it to be corny. Okay. God, I'm powerful with the segues. You really and the, are. And just the alliterations, and I don't even know what that word means, but go with the Prano Pup. Okay, Prano Pup. So Prano Pup, if I'm understanding, is made more of, uh, has more wheat to it, and the corn dog, appropriately named, has more corn, like uh, yes, maize, corn maize. Okay, cool. We'll take that fact Wait. with us as we move through 2017. They both have the same amount of dog, though. Okay. They do. Um, 
I was talking about church and, um, you know, one of the rare times that, are you a singer when you go to church, you know, the, the gospel hymns and stuff like that. A lot of people feel like, Oh, I'm so, I feel stupid. Freestyle rap pretty much is what I do. Okay. So you're not a singer then. But one of the times I can feel really confident because everybody know how do you not sing Joy to the World when you're at Mass or Silent Night? Do you ever notice, though, when we're, we're singing along? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. You're singing along Silent Night. You don't have the book with you because it's like, oh, I know this song. But then they roll verse two, three, and four, and you're like, uh, uh, come, uh, nobody knows the anything but the first uh, verse to all these Christmas carols. So we're, it kind of drops off. Everybody's real loud for the first uh, first line of the Christmas song, and and then after that, you kind of like, oh, I got to reach for the book or just kind of hum. Johnny out. Rage. Yeah. Millennials don't go to church. They don't. No. Maybe that's what's wrong with this world, you know. But year in review, Johnny Rage. Yes, year in review. Have you have you thought about this year? Have you reflected? Have you looked in a mirror and just seen your giant reflection and thought about <laughs> thought about this new year? You know, I really haven't. I'll do that. Pro- I'll take care. I'm a procrastinator. I'll wait till the middle of next year to reflect on this year. But um, a lot of stuff happened. You have to admit, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm clearing my throat alert. Trump, I hate to talk politics. We did enough of that. But, I mean, that was the headlines for 2016. Had to be. He was even time man of the year. You know, so that concerns uh, Person of the year. Person of the year. Okay, whatever um man of the year but um I, i'm trying to think as i was trying to buy some time while you were talking to think what really sticks out i just followed this this campaign so closely probably too close it just consumed too much of my time um as it did the country and it'll be interesting 2017 what uh elect trump will do but is there anything, Dags, that you can think of that sticks out for 2016 other than your gut over your belt? <laughs> if if you have a good tool, you build a shed over it. Oh, that's, that's a what good I always life. say. Just you, a- you, you have to protect it. <laughs> oh, uh, it would, uh, okay. Anyways, no, uh, but this, what what comes to mind for you? For no, but I mean, we're thinking about everything. I mean, lately, what we we're all been thinking about is all the people that have passed away. Yeah, tragic. Towards the end, towards the end of the year, and everyone on Facebook. You know what bothers me on Facebook is rip so and so. Why are people ripping on these people I know, so much? I mean, yeah, but, I get it. But they always have to be the first one to put it on there. Oh, Carrie Fisher's I rip Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Now, can you not put rest in peace? I mean, you could put on Facebook if you have your feelings like I, I really liked her. I thought, of, you know, the first movie I saw was Shampoo or whatever. Does anyone even remember Shampoo? Well, you know. But anyway, you know, put your thoughts on there. But just to put rip so-and-so. Yeah. It's just like they want to be the first person to report the news. Oh, well, on what about the person that actually shares, for instance, I'll use this, the Carrie Fisher story, but they share it like a day and a half later, like everybody's been under a rock. What do you call those people? It's like, dude, this is like really old and you're just sharing this. I mean, this is like, I mean, now as things happen, it's real. We're hearing this stuff instantly. She's practically in her hospital bed dead and they, they have a feed on it, Twitter or something like that. But you get these people with a delayed share like a day and a half later. Or how about Steve Martin with the, the backlash he took because of the comments that he made about Carrie Fisher um, that he tweeted? A uh, little uncalled for. I didn't think it was out of line. Am, am I missing something? It was uncalled for that he upset people with it? Yeah, his tweet. He had to, he had to delete his tweet. 
Yeah, you should never delete your tweet. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, are you following us on Twitter? At Amish B Machine. Amish, the letter B Machine. That was a shameful plug. I have a lot of shame when I do that. That plug, Johnny Rage. Yeah, you are shameful. But he, yeah, here's the deal with, with you're going to upset everyone or anything. If you're tweeting out, that's your feeling. That's what, how you feel at the time. You don't need to go back. And, and it's kind of like uh, speaking of Star Wars, when uh, George Lucas redid his movies after. I mean, you make a movie, whatever your work of art is at the time, whatever you're thinking. And that's how you are at the at at that time. So you can't go back and change it. It'd be like, you know, Leonardo da Vinci putting a, a you know, putting the mustache back on Mona Lisa or something. You got to That's the art at the time. When you tweet, whatever you feel, that's what you feel. Well, he offended people. You, you don't want to offend anybody. He you know. melted the snowflakes. Where is this room of offended people when they say, damn it, I'm offended? I mean, does it, do they march into this room and they, they have this, we talked about this, 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 this blistering leprosy that comes out because they've been offended. Nothing happens when you're offended other than your own personal, personal thoughts and opinions. But, um, you know, you brought up Lucas. Is this a powerful segue time to talk about movie review? I appreciate your powerful enthusiasm, Johnny Rage, but I want to talk a little bit more about it. It's like one thing if you're tweeting out just to troll someone to get them going. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But if you're just saying what comes to your mind, your thoughts on Carrie Fisher, just do it. And who cares if someone is offended? Yeah. You wouldn't you don't delete it. Well, especially a guy like Steve Martin. He's not a politician. He's not a, a principal at a school. The guy is a comedian and with with some of the things that comedians I mean, that's kind of what they do. They try to say things to to uh to make people, you know, think a little bit or whatever. I mean, I was amazed that he he deleted his tweet because it, to me, in the realm of what people say, especially Charlie Sheen's tweet, when we have all this death, you know what Charlie Sheen's tweet was. Tell the listeners if they didn't see it. Trump next, please. Trump next, please. Trump next, please. Trump next, please. You want, And he didn't worry about deleting that. That's still out there in the Twitter feed. Or you reach a, or you, you reach a point or reach a level or whatever you're trying to say is that I'm trying to say is let him say that, let, give us our freedom of speech. He can say a horrible thing like that. And then let, let you know, he says that, but then um, Steve Martin mentioned something about her beauty and he didn't realize that she was, you know, gifted talent. However, you know, you want to translate what he said. And then, you know, let everyone just say whatever they want. Yeah, without worrying about being offended. That offends me. I mean, what does that mean when you're offended? Who cares if you're offended? We don't care that you're offended. We really don't. So shut your pie hole and just scroll down your news feed, your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed, and don't get your undies in the Bundy. What if you're going commando? <laughs> you're in review. Um, don't get else? your jeans in a Bundy then. <laughs> <laughs> George Michael passed away. You what were your thoughts? Faith, faith, faith. Gotta have faith, faith. Um, sad. Um, he is part of my era. I was a DJ. A lot of people don't realize that. I was really hip hop and kind of a hippie dude back in the day and it's funny because um if you ever listen to those 24 7 christmas stations that run like two months before christmas and they just ended one of the best songs they all that me one thing that that music station makes you realize is christmas music really sucks okay but then the one song you turn to is George Michael's Christmas song. You know which one I'm referring to? His Christmas song? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart in the very fast. And while I was listening to that, I think it was seconds later, I found out the guy passed away. They didn't. They don't know what happened yet. 
Do they? I think it has something to do with his heart heart failure. That's interesting because he did fall upon some rough times, I heard. He uh, was into drugs and um, tried to turn his life around many occasions, but had some pitfalls. Well, well fame is tough. I mean, I mean, he, he started getting popular when he was 20 years old with Wham. used to be Wham UK, by the way. And then they kind of dropped the UK, and it was just Wham! Exclamation point. Yeah. But of all the people that died this year, I mean, could you feel close to George Michael? I mean, without... I don't know. I mean, the guy doesn't know me from Adam, but I, because he was an 80s pop icon. Well, when you look back, I mean, one thing about Wham, can you even, I mean, between the two of us, we, we have power for over 300 years of pop culture, powerful knowledge. And I can't even tell you right now what the other dude's name is from Wham. Can you? I know what he looks like because yeah. I saw pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah. I love those pictures when they're like 20 and they just look so young, you know, but um we'll just say peter michael montgomery something like yeah. that there's always three names for those stars you know but you think back you know and it was such bubblegum you know the jitterbug bubblegum music and then when you get older then he went off on his own and he had uh the george michael album which is huge i mean you remember spinning that on the wheels of steel oh, yeah. yep every song in there was a hit what he had father figure you had you know i want your sex was obviously the big one i'd hate to say it but what what would be his most recent um he he came out with albums but you know when you get older you kind of just typically music you listen to is your high school years a little bit past mm -hmm. and then it kind of just fades away and that's that's your heyday mm -hmm. typically for so you, the last for you that would be your ged years right why did you have to bring that up <laughs> what you you know i have problems with you know that's sensitive to me <laughs> now, i ged could mean two things I was talking about general erection dysfunction. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, it's not general. It's very specific. <laughs> okay. We're ranting. We're, we're, we're moving all over the charts here. But yeah. I, oh, I, charts. I, I, would, I see what you did there. Yeah. See, that's powerful. That's just witty and fast. Uh, you know, but George Michael, that one, of all the people that passed, I, you know, and there's this long list. It seems like it's a laundry list like never before. And it, we keep adding to it. I mean- uh, Carrie Fisher, and then people are talking about her mother passing away, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, that was horrible, broken heart. Well, they say that, but it was it just was it really a broken heart? It, well, it, it is because you're you're holding on, you know, your body. People don't realize what that shock, what that does. It does physical things to your body, mm -hmm. and it can physically cause a stroke. I mean, it's a fact that people die right after. It, and it's typically couples or people that have super strong bonds together. You know, maybe you know it, it might sound weird, like oh, that was just coincidence. But no, I, I, be it's just like depression, and it has physical effects on your body. So I really do think that that stroke was caused by well, you know, just I've sadness. Been, I've been very fortunate up to this point in my life, and it's coming. Um, I have both my parents and all my family members and friends. Uh, the closest thing that's ever died would be my dogs, and that's heartbreaking. Going through. I've lost three dogs in my lifetime, and, and dogs bring you two of the best days of your life, the day you get them, and, and or two, two, of the, two days, one the best day and one the worst day in your life, one when you pick them up and then one when they die. And that is absolutely devastating, losing an animal or a pet. Sometimes people say it can even be more devastating than actually a human being friend or a relative. I, I haven't, I'm glad I'm not able to draw a comparison yet, but that's very, very uh, devastating. Going back to George Michael's music, what what song like what's the quintessential George Michael song? 
Well, it's got to be that, um, wake me up before you go down. I'm just hanging out on the summer. That's so, kind of- do you like how I sing the second verse of all the Christmas songs I don't know? That's the ultimate one for you? you. What would you say when you think of wham? I mean, that's bam. Wham. I like I Want Your Sex by George Michael. I want you sex. Yeah. Uh, Remember that when you were DJing? When, when the, are you talking the, to me or is that a title? Well, yeah, I'm looking at you <laughs> d- deeply into your, uh, blood, I'm a little... <laughs> your bloodshot eyes. Uh, but remember that when we were in the DJ booth and you're powerful. Di- digging through the, the records and the mm-hmm. milk crates, mm-hmm. and then some young lady goes, I want your sex. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, that's fine, but what song do you want to hear? <laughs> yeah. It was like when the guys would come up to the DJ booth and they're like, dude, you got to play George Michael for me. If you do, I'll totally get laid. <laughs> and then in, in the old joke is, well, why don't you buy the album? Then you can get laid whenever you want. You know, just play it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was powerful. Kind of like, what can we compare that to now? Where old man, would it be like operating the remote control for your TV? Just this power you possess. You controlled that dance floor. You beat mixed and brought it and and you had your go-tos. You know exactly what time to hit Well, it. it's the hierarchy of the bar. I mean, the levels of power you have. I mean, there's the bouncer. Mm-hmm. You're just... You're just head and shoulders above every schlub that comes in there trying to pick up a chick. You know no, what I mean? No, no, I, I disagree. You get these bartenders. We talked about this before. No, they, but just hear, doing you a favor. hear me out, though. No, I like talking all over. I know you do. Go ahead. So you go in the bar, you're a dude, you know, trying to pick up a chick or vice versa, young lady. But there's the bouncers. They're already head and shoulders above the dudes, maybe literally, too, a level. There's the bartender level. Who do you, you know, there's the DJ. I'm the DJ. I'm with the DJ. I know the DJ. I mean, you, you have power. Yeah. You spin the wheels of steel. You, you spin me around, yeah. round, baby. I don't know. The bartenders are always the dicks, I think. You go in there and they just think they're like, they. No, but what I'm saying is power to get to pick up young ladies or young men or whatever you're into. So you're saying the hierarchy, the DJ would rank over everybody Yeah, who else. do you think? The DJ is the top? I think it's the bartenders. I, they always have these girls that just sit there. Can I get another, please? And they don't even, you know, and the bartender just kind of. And the more that the bartender doesn't pay attention to them, the more they're drawn to that particular bartender. You know, um, there was a time you go to a nightclub and if you're a guy trying to get a drink, forget it. You know, if there's some guy bartender back there. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, the 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 DJs just kind of runs the sets up the tone for everybody else to have fun. You know, what was your drink? What was your go to beverage? That back you today or back day? Back let's in the day? let's go back and then we'll bring it to the present. Okay, the Christmas present. So when I'm nineteen was the drinking age when I was a Ute. So um, what well, was I? I don't know if it's changed much over the time. Gin and tonic and beer. Kind of, now it's beam and coke and miller high life we've talked about this before the champagne of beers yep the champagne of beer i'm not into the micro brews at all so if that's a champagne of beers what's the beer of champagne that's a great question we're gonna have to find out we'll get a google boy on that you know back we lost uh also david bowie yeah his real name is davy jones and he changed it because he didn't want to be associated with, with the the monkeys oh yeah there's also davy jones locker do you know what that is that's a navy term when uh you would die on a ship they would throw you into the ocean and that was what they would call davy jones locker would be your death plummeting no that was the guy in high school he had the locker right next to me <laughs> yeah did you ever stop and you try to re- you can't stop and remember what your combination is you just got to go through the motion 
Because whenever you stop, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, I know. I hated it. Because remember, you'd come back from Christmas break, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you're like two weeks away from opening up your locker. I want to invent some software where you just use your phone. And it goes bleep. Kind of like you use those cards in a hotel room. You just slide it, and it goes. Well, that's what I want to do. Every kid has a cell phone in the world, and they just push a combination. I shouldn't be revealing my secrets here. This will be brought into production and somebody's going to make billions on this but isn't that a phenomenal idea you get too electronic you get too you know into the matrix sometimes you want to stand back you want you don't want everything in there i know you're a big uh, alexa guy and home computing i'm more of a amish well that's why this is the amish <laughs> amish, amish. amish. The, this am- is amish. <laughs> the amish baby machine podcast the most powerful podcast ever created and I don't know how you guys are listening right now, if you're on the website or iTunes or Stitcher, but I'm going to tell you a couple of different ways. Probably the best way is iTunes. Please go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and then you'll unlock powerful secrets. You can also go to Stitcher Radio. We're on Stitcher Radio, which is a powerful application that you can get for any of your devices, phones, tablets. Go there, leave a review also. We appreciate it. We're also on Instagram where you can view and enjoy our powerful memes and photographs. Also, the website, AmishBabyMachine.com. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Johnny Rage, so going back to David Boy, was he your deal? Did you enjoy any songs by David Boy? I, I did. I mean, he was, um, here's that memory thing, too. Thanks to Aspartame, I can't remember a thing, but. Um, you know, fame makes a man. You know, he, he wasn't. He wouldn't be one of my top ten. But no. yeah, I, I enjoyed some of his stuff. Um, yeah. He, well, you know what's weird is you know, and I know there's a lot of fans, but it seems like whenever someone dies, then they freak out, and then I'm like, can you even name five songs? Right. Yeah. And they all have to have roses and flowers, and you look at these kids and they're like 15. It's like, how do you even know what this guy was capable or what he did? And then Prince, of course. Oh yeah, I the local. About, Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. I absolutely forgot about Prince. Yep. We are in the Twin Cities on a farm millions of miles away from civilizations. What was your favorite Prince? Thinking back, I mean, spinning the wheels of steel, you obviously played some Prince. What did you? Oh, man. I had a top three. There was um, Let's Go Crazy. Actually, they're using that now at the Wild Games when the Minnesota Wild score. Just the impact that he had when he died. They turned the bridge blue or purple. Blue, I'm sorry. Everybody was blue, but they turned it purple. Um, Little Red Corvette was good. I mean, the, the the go-tos. You know, did you like his movie, Purple Rain? Yeah, I mean, you saw it. Back then, you saw it. It was a phenomena. I mean, if you think about the actual movie, the actual movie is stupid, probably. Terrible, you know? But, you, you know, you think about it. It's your local band. Yeah. It's uh, Morris Day in the Time, so... I don't know. If you saw it now and didn't know any, it'd be a stupid movie. Yeah. But it was just so cool. Oh, you of, could say that about a lot of movies. It was too, just so. the Twin Cities. Oh, because so. you'd see the, you'd, oh, there's the IDS building, or there's First First Avenue. You'd see the the iconic um, landmarks in the movie, and that's what drew us to it. Plus, Prince was a very talented, very talented individual, and I've heard that he was a phenomenal basketball player as well. Um, they said that uh, one of the musicians was kind of memorializing about Prince, and they said Prince came out in his pirate shirt, white pirate shirt, some tight pants, and like some dress shoes, and they played a pickup basketball game, and Prince beat him wearing that. <laughs> well, it's the old Dave Chappelle joke, you know, where they talk about when they played 
on the Dave Chappelle show about, you know, against Prince and he served them pancakes. I mean, yeah, it is iconic, the basketball and obviously he went to high school in Minneapolis. So yeah, it is kind of cool. Prince had a lot of different, he was actually a really good songwriter too. Yeah. I remember they said they, they uh, had this vault and there was like 30,000 unreleased uh, songs that Prince had written and they couldn't wait to get in there. And they, they thought all these billions of dollars and they opened it up and it was just like, remastered versions of all of his old stuff do you do you remember that being in the yeah news? i i do and, and part of that is is i mean if you just re-releasing crap i mean it just seems like a money grab to me oh absolutely it's i have no more imagination but but prince I, wasn't like that though he wrote a lot of songs for many other musicians um the just Bengals, another manic monday exactly so you know what i'm talking about so he didn't lack imagination or talent whatsoever sinead o'connor that's, I mean, that was obviously her big hit. Nothing right. compares to you, right? I mean, she was a goofy uh, young lady, but I that song went rocked. Yeah, that was a good tune. I like Sinead O'Connor. I'm trying to think of some of the other musicians. They had it all listed out too, and and some of the songs that you'd go, "Wow, I didn't realize Prince did that as well." It's kind of cool when you get older. There's, you know, back in the, it's it's even weird. Even bands like Journey, back then there was bands for uh, for girls and boys, you know, men and women, different they gravitates towards you know that's offensive you know what i mean so journey was kind of the chick band offensive are you offended yeah. I, i'm offended that i said i'm offended <laughs> you know like journey was the the band for the young ladies growing up but when you get older then you think like oh that was cool journey because you get older and you just think back don't stop believe it timeless journey's timeless i mean anytime you go to a bar and everybody's 40 plus have you seen journey in concert i have not no, 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 no. I have. I, I'm, I've, with Steve Perry? Uh, yes. Wow. Back, yes, I did. Yes. With a very good mutual friend of ours. Yes. Um, Was it a good concert? Good concert. You do not. Do you, you have the original t-shirt from Journey? I do. Is that good or is that Yeah, better? that's awesome. You really do? <laughs> I don't. I'm kidding. Oh, God, you got me all excited. <laughs> you did, did get excited. I should have just lied. I mean, how, would you ever check on that? I mean, how would you know if I did or not? I would beat you. Actually, I would, what I would have done is post that out to, to Twitter or something else like that. Well, you do have to take some pictures of your uh, toy collection, though, please. You know, it's funny. You re-inspired me because uh, toy collection is something I love to do. I don't do it as much anymore. Um, you are a picker when you go to antique stores or Goodwill. Some of the, the things that I got uh, were at the, these thrift stores. But they pretty much don't make it to the main people. They get sifted through before the Goodwill. You're never going to find something usually at the Goodwill, even though we all still try. Oh, I know. It, oh, I thought you meant like shows too. Like shows, like if you go to a gun show or anything, the stuff they put out, I mean, do you think they're really going to put out the good stuff? No, they're going to put up the beat up stuff they want just to make money to get the good stuff. I don't know what you mean by that. So, like, if you go to a gun show, or I'm trying to think of any other show, a collector's show, it always seemed like the tables have crap out there. Oh, not an antique show. They they bring it, man. They bring their best stuff. I don't out know. There. I if you if nobody see collectors don't want crap, so that's exactly what they don't. No, bring. but what I'm saying is they're selling stuff to get the stuff they want. They're trying to get rid of. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you were collecting your toy collection, mm -hmm. are you going to sell your favorite toys? No. Well, you're going to sell second and third I ones see what you're saying, to make money. To, to feed yeah. your own collection. Correct. But see, what happens with me is I, um, I'm i drawn to something for whatever reason. It's hard to explain. But you purchase this thing, and there's a lot of collectors that will then bury it and pack it away deep into their house. Not me. I want to look at it every day to enjoy it. But then there reaches a point in time where I say, okay, 
I've enjoyed this enough. I'm going to sell this and then uh, maybe replace it with something else. Maybe not. I do have kind of a time frame, but to me, I see these collectors who are hoarders. It makes no sense to hoard this stuff where you can't visually show the world what you have. Well, it's weird too. And some of these poor people, I know it's a mental illness, but it's this continuum of collecting to hoarding. You're right. And then they start collecting this stuff. They never look at it. And then they have to actually make paths in their house to get through this stuff. Right. That makes no sense to me. And then you watch American Pickers. Some of these people are, are not healthy either. Yeah. They're not even that old and they're all bent over and walking with canes and, 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 you know, it causes problems with the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you're not looking at this stuff and, and, and they have that, that, that feeling, that anxiety, like they'll, they'll dig through something. They'll say, oh, this hubcap, how much you want? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't want to sell it. Like you've never saw it for 10 years. It was buried under two feet of dust. Right. But then when he sees it, 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 it uh, triggers that anxiety. Like, oh, I don't know if I want I it. I just want to part with it. Reminds me when I clean the house too, if I lift up the couch and I see a toy that my daughters really wanted seven years ago, but they haven't touched it for seven years, I just throw. I don't even, I just throw stuff. Like How about that when away. you find that sofa pizza? Do you eat it? <laughs> well, it depends. If it, if it dropped on the ground, what is there, the five-year rule? You can pick it up. Five-year rule. The five-year rule. Or it, probably <laughs> the best way to disinfect something is blow on it. Does that work? It does. Okay. Yeah. That and Nintendo cartridges. Okay. Um. Speaking of Nintendo, did you see the hottest? You're talking about. We were talking about uh, Christmas gifts. The hottest gift was that new Nintendo, the little micro version of it that comes with the preset with the 30 games. I don't think that was the hottest gift. What about the Hatchables? That was supposed to be the hottest. Well, gift. Hatchables too, but that it, aren't hatching. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, all these kids are crying. Oh, they're not hatching. Oh my God, this is tragic. They call the company. They're all pissed off, and I'm like, the world is going to come to an end because the Hatchable won't hatch. So they have to settle all these people down. Settle down, people. We've got a software issue. We'll figure it out or return it if you can. But mom and dad is so upset because the hatchable won't hatch. That was well, in the news. So what was the hatchable? Well, it was, it was this egg that you bought. Okay. And then you would care for it, kind of like a chia pet. You know, the chia pet grows. But uh, this thing, you'd care for it and love it and cuddle it. And, and one day it would crack open and this lovable little pet on the inside would pop out, a bear or, or bird or whatever it was. I'm not 100%. I mean, sure. every year they have those dumb, the Furbies, and the, mm-hmm. they always have those dumb ones. I wanted a chia pet with, with back hair. So I would, it would just be me clay, and then you just put on the chia seeds, and so then you could the back like, hair would. Would grow that be in. like so, like a, a farm, and you could you could harvest that and bring it to your to your skull? <laughs> chia seeds are very nutritional. You get your omega threes. You know that'd be cool. There's this TV commercial that says we have this grass that'll grow on any surface possible. We should try to put it on like your your scalp and see if we can get grass to grow. And we'll call them up and say, damn it, you lied. But they say any surface. We should try that and we're gonna put that on YouTube. And we're gonna we're gonna do a time elapse thing. Here's the deal, Johnny Rage. This this New Year's our New Year's resolution, which is four K, by the way. Yeah. We need to do videos on the YouTube. Well, channel. I think we should try to grow grass on you. Yes. Especially the grass that says it'll grow on any surface. The time lapse. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Oh, if I do say so myself. I know, but the problem is with hair loss, it it's caused by testosterone. Is that what it is? Yes, and that's why you have that beautiful shock of hair. <laughs> Your estrogen levels are out of whack. Uh, why is it, though, you lose hair, but you gain it in your ear and nose? What's up with that? I don't get it, you know? Is it just because it falls from the scalp and just Well, well that's actually what I'm doing. I'm I'm going to transplant my back hair to, you my, are. to my powerful. Should we get that on YouTube video? When you yes. Okay. But this year, I want to get some YouTube videos. I have many powerful ideas that will make people laugh. 
Yeah. And urinate in their pants. Well, maybe we'll wax your back and get that on uh, YouTube. That always seems so fulfilling to watch when they, they put the paste down first and they take this little white napkin thing and then they go, Phew! oh my God, does that ever hurt? But it just gets it totally clean. So so YouTube videos, that'll be our resolution, our New Year's yes, resolution. Yes, we need, we need to, to branch out. We need to get out of the barn. We need to talk to the people. Mm-hmm. Man on the street interviews. Powerful ideas. Person on the street, not man. We want to talk to women, too. Remember that. Powerful segue alert. And speaking of talking and talking of speaking, we both enjoyed a movie over our time off from this powerful podcast, Rogue One. Johnny Rage, what are your thoughts on this? Star- you know, I, I talked to someone and they said, it's not a Star Wars movie. It's a Star Wars story. There's a difference. Now, what are your thoughts on this film? cinema rogue one well i have quite a few thoughts i'll try to sum it up as quickly as i can no do not we have plenty of time we have open microphones and the listeners have open minds well people ridicule me because we've talked about this before because i'm a rocky fan they listen they have lots of things to ridicule you about so i'm just saying well i myself am a rocky fan and i would like i love the creed i just saw that i told you that it's just a continuation. We've talked about this before. You're following. Talk about it again. Let's talk about it again. These are the Sylvester Stallone stories. I mean, Sylvester Stallone, you could be led to believe that lived happily ever after. But no, I want to know more about him. And there's been seven of them, and people say that's too many. But yet, Star Wars is the only movie I know that can get away with. Nobody says a word like, there's too many. It's run its course. They love these things. And... You know, you and I are at that age where we saw it in the movie theaters back in 77 when it first came out, I believe. I don't know how, if you didn't see those first three, and then you went to Rogue One, you could even appreciate that movie. You have to have the background at the time that movie came out. You can't be 15 years old and go to Rogue One and say that was a good movie, is my bone of contention. You need the foundation for this. Now, do you think that movie could be billed as a movie that you could follow if you've never seen any of them before or do you feel like the foundation the background is important for that movie to be successful or to understand it i'm asking you if you think it is or did you need the background of the other i don't know it's hard to it's hard to separate from seeing all those movies and hearing about that folklore forever i don't know what are your thoughts on that i mean we could actually get into the movie but Let's talk about the movie. What did you think about the movie? Well, I thought we were doing that. We were talking about the movie. I'm we kidding. are talking about the movie. And then when I, yeah. And um, I, here's the deal, okay? I was a huge fan. Number one, when, I, when I'm going to dedicate two hours, I want to be entertained. I don't want to think. I just want to be entertained. That's funny you said that. To me, the best movie is one movie where I don't think about having to work the next day. When your mind wanders mm-hmm. like to me an ultimate movie is when i'm just i'm into it into it my problem is you know adhd addds and all those abcds when you start just your mind starts wandering you're like oh god i gotta work tomorrow oh god that so to me a good movie is you're in it the whole way right and um so when i'm going to dedicate 10 bucks in two hours i want to be entertained I'm a huge science fiction guy. I love the movies where the monsters come out and try to take over the world and we try to battle them back. And I mean, a prime example, Cloverfield or, or Godzilla. I love those movies, okay? 
But when it comes, to, and I also, I like movies that are really different, unique. Star Wars is not different. It's been around for 30-some years, okay? We understand. The Rebels are fighting against the Empire. Um, but what, I'm a huge fan. Of, did you see The Hunger Games? No. Okay. See, to me, The Hunger Games didn't interest me. Did you see The Hunger Games? No. Then shut your pie hole until you go Holy see Holy Good okay. Lord. The Hunger Games. I have power here. Like Right now, I could just delete you. I could delete you from the internets, and people wouldn't even know who you Do were. You under, let me ask you this. Do you understand what The Hunger Games is about at all? Give us the premise. Well, The Hunger Games was basically, I don't even know what year it was supposed to be, but in a nutshell. To me, because The Hunger Games, I didn't even watch it. Was it, was it a book for young adults? Correct. Co- okay. Yep. See, my problem is I, I've seen so, mu- so many movies that I now I just filter it down to what I want to see. I used to back in the day literally see every movie that come out, but now when I see trailer and I'm like, yeah, that's no, that's not something I would like. There's very few mo- movies where I will be on edge and wanting and can't wait for the next one to come out. Hunger Games was that movie for me. When I watch my, I have to admit, it was written for younger for youths. My daughters got me into the Hunger Games. I went with them to the movie and I was addicted instantly i'm like oh this is fun it was so unique so different it's something that you didn't see in the movie theater and i have a point to all this i enjoyed all three hunger games i couldn't wait till the next one they've only done three they're possibly going to do what star wars has done and do prequels i don't know how that's going to work with that particular series but i'll go see it anyway felicity jones the lead actress in star wars her she reminded me of Jennifer Lawrence. The entire time I'm watching Rogue One, I'm being being brought back to the Hunger Games because, matter of fact, I'm thinking this is Jennifer Lawrence. The entire time I'm I'm watching Rogue One, I knew it wasn't, but I'm like, are we sure that's not Jennifer Lawrence? And she plays that same heroic type of character that Jennifer Lawrence did in the Hunger Games. So I couldn't get off the fact that this thing reminded me so much of the Hunger Games that the Star Wars theme to me was the same old, if it wasn't for the robot, I think the robot was phenomenal. I love, uh, I don't know what the name of that guy was. Do you know which one I'm referring to? The droid? The main droid, yeah. The main droid. That was, uh, that to me, he made the movie. If it wasn't for him, I don't know how well that movie would have done, but did you like his his part in it? It wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. you're right though, movies do need comic relief. Like that was my, uh, I seem to not like movies that a lot of people like, like Mad Max, the last Mad Max. Mm-hmm. I loved the old one with Mel Gibson, but the new one didn't have any comic relief. It needed like a character, I think, sometimes to cut the tension. So it, it is good that I Star Wars movies do have the little droids, obviously, that break up the tension. And- well, what was she, he did even more so. With his Jennifer Lawrence girl, when they're going to try to find the Death Star or whatever they're th- trying to do, she carries a blaster on. And the robot says, why does she get to carry a blaster? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> why does she get a blaster and I don't? <laughs> but anyway, so to sum this up, or not even sum it up, we can talk and talk and talk. For me, I know there's a huge, huge Star Wars following. And they will eat this stuff up constantly. But on the same token, too, the storyline is no different from movie to movie. What I do like is the Rebels. How many times do we watch a movie where at the end of it, they usually escape and they all excited. This one, they're absolutely all wiped out. Nobody's left from the Rebel Force. That was kind of cool, you know. And I'm like, well, how are they going to have any more sequels? Well, you know, once Disney bought the rights to this, they're going to milk this thing for years to come. So well, that's this, what they do. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it reminds me of 
contracts they give to bands. I mean, bands, they, you know, they make their music, which is artistic expression, but then they sign up, you know, a contract and they have to crank out albums. Mm-hmm. So you can't, if you have to just keep cranking stuff out, it's not going to be always as good. And so when Disney buys Star Wars, you know, that we got to have a movie, got to have a movie to me. That's my problem with this new Star Wars. It didn't, I know it was a Star Wars story, but it didn't remind me of Star Wars. The first part, it was too dark. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the lead lady. I didn't like the, the French dude. I didn't like the Mr. Miyagi guy. And then they added the blind martial artist for international market or something. It is, you know, he's obviously the popular guy now, but what I liked towards the end, and then it started to become a Star Wars to me when he started seeing recognizable characters. I mean, I liked when we, you finally see Darth Vader. He looked different, though. I don't know what it was. Some Star Wars nerd is going to have to break it down for me. But he didn't look the same as he did in the other movies. They got James Earl Jones doing the voice, so that was cool. But I didn't like when they did uh, Peter Cushing, Grand, and Moff Tarkin, when they had him doing, uh, I mean, he was CGI. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? There's a lot of backlash about the, that. So the CGI, the, the weird thing is how good it's getting. Yeah. I mean, it's getting scary pretty soon you're not gonna be able to tell right. you can you can still see it in the mouth and the eyes you know but that i don't i don't feel like they needed the oh you need that because he's the character and that's the, the transition Kermit, the Kermit voice i have to drink every okay time. i get it but <laughs> if just have him in the background though but when you have his main face on there like peter cushing was an awesome actor and I, I don't think they pulled it off. Well, there's a lot of people that are not saying did they pull it off or not. It's more should they have tried to pull it off. Because no, you're right. It's, you're, you're resurrecting somebody from the dead. Now, who get does he get paid for that? Does the estate get paid? I know. That's crazy, isn't it? But, you know, if you think about that, though, they did it with Princess Leia also at the end. She was also CGI. But if you look at that technology, whether you agree with it or not, Right now, you could take one of your your favorite actors. Let's say say John Wayne, for instance. You could actually do a John Wayne movie. Bring John Wayne back from the dead. I know, but it's almost like Pet Cemetery, where you bring someone back, but they have no more soul. I mean, it's just a reanimation with no soul. And that's the way I feel about it. You know, and you look back with, like, we saw it back in the day, Star Wars, you know, a long time ago, many moons ago. So you, you look back at, back at it with the lens of and w- these newer characters, I just I, I couldn't get into them. They didn't interest me. I mean, you have like Han Solo, which is Harrison Ford. I mean, he's, a, he's got a ton of charisma. And even Mark Hamill, you know, is the goofy kid. And Carrie Fisher, you know, God rest her soul, was, you know, she was a, a lead, powerful lead character. And, and she was sassy and had strength and wasn't just one-dimensional. That Sir Alec Guinness was a great actor. Peter Cushing, I loved him. I mean, this guy could tell Darth Vader to shut up. I mean, that's how powerful he was. Right. Yeah. It's- so, so that part, and to me, I started liking it towards the end when it started looking like Star Wars. And my problem is, you know, I was told it was a Star Wars story. It wasn't a Star Wars movie. But to me, Star Wars is when you get in there and you're all excited. You got all your stuff set up. And then, you know, and the, the, the Star Wars goes back off into outer space. And then you hear that powerful John Williams orchestra. And then the, the text goes off into outer space. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, mm-hmm. and then it just pans, pans down into the action. You know, like in uh, Empire Strikes Back, little uh, little probe droids. And there's big battle. And like, like in the first one, you see that giant ship just go over and the little... 
I mean, that to me is Star Wars, and it just didn't have it. The, the soundtrack in this in this Rogue One wasn't powerful to me. I need that John Williams soundtrack. And that's the problem with, like, Superman. He did the theme to Superman. And when you hear that Superman theme, I mean, that just gets you going. And that's one of the problems with this movie was it just didn't have that powerful theme. Well, I mean, going back to the Rocky scenario, which I keep going back to, you're not following the same person through to figure out what happens in the next phase of life. It's all new characters. Um, other than I know you said Darth Vader was brought back, so was what's his name, Moff Tarkin, from paid, played by the dead Peter Cushing. But that what was cool. That's what was cool was Han Solo, Chewbacca. You got to know those people, and then you followed them through the three uh, very first Star Wars uh, movies, and then and then there's no mention of any of them. It's hard for me to connect. To me, with it was cool back in the '70s because it was a new way of showing how to make movies. That was probably the biggest reason it was so good was because of the special effects that we've never seen before. Was the movie that good or did the special effects fool us into thinking it was that good? But but you think even back, you know, you like that droid, the mm -hmm. new one? Yeah. But you think back, they had the uh, a C-3PO and R2-D2. Just that little uh, uh, offshoot of those two characters, they would play it off each other, you know, it was like the little buddy and the... But the difference being that new droid was CGI technology. Whereas R2-D2 and C-3PO, they were actually physically being no, filmed. No, but my point is, I mean, even that acting was cool. You yeah. just had the, those two side characters. Yes. You know, you had the Chewbacca relationship with Han Solo. You had the, you know, the, the, the relationship between uh, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. You had all that. You had this so much stuff going on. You had Sir Alec Guinness. You had Peter Cushing's relationship with Darth Vader. There was a lot of stuff going on in there besides the special effects. Mm -hmm. And that's my problem now with if you have actors that can't act, it's just all CGI fluff. There's too much stuff going on the screen. There's too much action. Like Game of Thrones, I love that show. It's got great acting and they frame up shots. It's not always all this mindless action all the time. You don't always need that. To me, it becomes just like the Transformers where it's just eye candy and there's nothing really substantial going on. I just feel they need to get some better actors in the Star Wars movies. If you combine in better acting, better stories, better cinematography, because a lot of times people just get, they fall in love with, they'll do a scene, you know, like, oh my God, look at that giant ship. You know, they put all these little characters and it's just too much for your brain to process. I'd rather have, you know, you know, the, the old, sh they, they do nice sh um, shots of the, the desert, you know, just big. I like big cinematography, big framing shots. You don't always need to have all this crap going on all the time. I got a question for you. You made me think of a couple of things in that long rant that you just said. When I woke myself up, I said, uh, the stormtrooper. Let's talk about the stormtrooper. They have this white, kind of like a knight in shining armor. It's a knight. They got this this armor, we'll call it, okay? Okay. Why does it not protect them from anything? I know. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do <laughs> Why anything. Why are they bothered with it? I know. <laughs> they're shot dead and they die anyway. Matter of fact, I think they're easier to spot because they're in this all white. It's like, there they are. But they always just fall down by the numbers. I mean, does a stormtrooper ever kill anybody? I've never witnessed it. I just see them falling like bowling pins constantly. So Yeah, the, the movie, towards the end, I liked it. I liked when they had... Uh... The, like the Bermuda Island, you know, that look, that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You know, Star Wars, they always have to have, it's always, it's always got to have like a climate. Like they always have the Hoth is the ice planet and Tatooine is the desert planet. They're obsessed with uh, like climates and I don't know, climate change. Wow. They could really change up. Uh, don't go there. <laughs> so we have to, we've talked about it. We have to give it a review. Uh, we're using your buggy wheel system. What's the best in a buggy? Is it five buggy wheels? 
It is five buggy wheels. I will give it three. Okay, I'm going to give it uh, two. Okay, wow. Yeah. Maybe I was too uh, gracious with the three. Well, I, I, I don't... It, to me, it was just... I didn't like it. I didn't like any of the characters. The The droid was the best character there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean... And Darth Vader is cool, no matter what. But, he came back. But know? of course, he's came back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, pretty soon, they're gonna, if they're going to run out of characters, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, here's a, here's a question to you, too, is that was a prequel to what was supposed to set up the main Star Wars. What was the first Star Wars? Was it Return of the Jedi? Well, back then it was Star Wars, but then they had Star Wars and New, okay. Ho- New Hope. But that movie was supposed to set up, that was a prequel that was supposed to set up the first Star sure, Wars. Sure, the New Hope, So yeah. now what are we going to do? A prequel to a prequel to a prequel? I mean, where are they going to go with it now is my question. I know, and I like th- everything as much as anything. I mean, I'm, you know, like, like the Terminator is a perfect example. Kill it. It's done. Don't make any more movies. I mean, the whole part of that movie was was cool. Is is back in the eighties, you know, and you, and everyone was obsessed with the Cold War and nuclear stuff and nuclear. What's kind of weird is like we were. I was talking about spinning back on my stream of consciousness. Donald Trump and everyone's talking about nuclear war now. Isn't it weird? How, like I said, he was bringing back the eighties. Uh-huh. Now we're all talking about nukes again that people didn't even think about. Right. Well, he's. Well, President Obama is helping out because he's throwing sanctions. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. But going back to the Terminator, that was a great movie. I just think let it die. Well, they did make. There was three of them. I know. If if you don't, if Arnold the Terminator was cool. It's like Predator Two. These are great movies, but let them die. Mm -hmm. Aliens is another one that keep going on and on. Yeah. Well, when Disney bought Star Wars, the the uh, franchise for four billion, that's not going to die. Not at all. They're going to keep pounding those. They're already talking about the next one, and this one's just barely out. You talk about sci-fi. I like sci-fi too, but I like sci-fi with a cool, iconic character, actor that's being played. This, that's that's the problem with Mad Max to me. Everyone loves Mad Max, but I feel they were just hypnotized by the special effects. Like, Tom Hardy didn't – His I didn't like his character. I You know, like Mel Gibson – is Mel Gibson, and I like that. Han Solo is Harrison Ford. I like that character. Arnold, you know, he 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 can't speak correctly, so that's why the Terminator was perfect because he spoke like a robot. Are you gonna watch him on Apprentice? It's coming starting here. Oh, you have to just to see. You what, have to. He, his tagline cannot be "You're fired." What's it gonna be? You're terminated. You're I don't... terminated. <laughs> I mean, and that's what everybody's sticking around for. And as hasta, soon as we, hasta la vista. yeah, I probably will be. But as soon as he says that, it's gonna do well in the ratings for the first time. And then that thing's gonna drop like a lead balloon. But come up with some new movies. Come up, with, come up with some new ideas. I'm I'm nostalgic as the next person, but I just want some new movies. We don't always have to stretch out every franchise. Yeah, and but it, there was a new movie with uh, the Hunger Games, and you said I didn't like the looks of it. Oh, <laughs> too soon. So you don't want new movies. You want more Predator. Let's face it. That's all you want. <laughs> Why? By the way, I think your predator sleeping uh, pillowcase is really cute. That's a nice little touch in the in the the, the sheets that you have. God, was that a good movie? <laughs> you love that movie, didn't it you? It was. So we have New Year's. Uh, we talked, I think, enough about Rogue One. We know there's going to be plenty more to come that we'll probably go see. But I'll tell you what, um, Kong is coming out in March of 2007. Oh, another original premise. Well, this is cool. There's like these underground creatures that are going to be also. Uh, did you see the trailer for it at all? Yeah, I watched the trailer. It doesn't that look just it's just those are movies that entertain. You just you just sit in your seat and you just shut your pie hole and you just cool, cool. Kong does this rah, you know, like you always like to do your little <laughs> Chewbacca yell and it I, looks, I, and there's I, these night creatures coming. I do like monster movies. 
Absolutely. I mean, Godzilla, King Kong. Um, I think they should, there's tons of new, you know, not new, but there's tons of monsters I think they could make movies about. Name you one. Know? Monster Under Your Bed? Or <laughs> no, but just, you know, I don't know. They bring back, you know, even bring back, I know, oh, not original ideas, but you know what I mean? The the Mummy, well, actually they're doing that with Tom Cruise. Did you see the trailer that for that? That blew me away that Tom Cruise is doing a Mummy movie. Yeah, I did see the, that seems... Where he goes into like another dimension or something. He's killed and they're trying to fight the mummy. He's dead, I yeah. think. But I like I like classic monsters. You know, there's Dracula and there's a lot of stuff to do. And I, I just think, yeah, I, w- I would see monster movies, even though, you know, I mean, it's been done before. Would you consider Kong a monster? Well, he's misunderstood, so I don't know if he's actually a monster. But yeah, he's a monster. Okay. But wasn't he kind of a kind, gentle beast? Remember, he held on to that woman near and dear to his heart? Yeah. He had a, he had a soft, loving side. He did. Monsters he don't did. have soft, loving sides to them. Sure they do. They're, they're complex creatures. No, I think Kong's not a monster. Kong is more of a... He's like the Incredible Hulk. He's just misunderstood. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you. Otherwise, you leave him alone, the guy wouldn't do anything. That's how I see Kong, you know? We're the ones always going into their their surroundings and trying to... Find oil, and we happen to stumble upon yeah, the monster. Man's, you know, or we, man hey, we versus a, nature. We, we heard that Kong is there. We're gonna, we try to capture him, and we deserve everything that comes to us. You know, Jurassic Park too, same thing. Yes, so. awesome. Well, did you guys have a good time listening to our powerful episode today, Johnny Rage? Did you? I had an awesome time. I was just gonna try to give my New Year's resolution. What is your New Year's resolution? I was trying to think of one and uh do you talk a moment amongst yourselves and i'll think of something here so i every re- new year's resolution that i give i complete really no that's not true at all. no i was gonna no. be rare duck for no. that how long does it usually last when you say well i'm an exercise is it, is it go oh you days? just did you just did the I voice i did your voice i stole from <laughs> you're kermit the, kermit the frog oh, here kermit uh l- lose weight is too easy to say that it's like no know, gain weight i want to gain weight you, no you really should <laughs> well then you know what you're right you did fulfill your <laughs> new year's resolution i want to be in the lazy boy chair more oh, God. i feel i just i need to be uh, xboxing more oh i just wanted to let you know jenny rage that we are a multi-council family now what does that mean that means we have the Xbox and the PlayStation now oh i thought you saw a family psychiatrist because you're counseling yes, each other so. we are a multi that's, why why'd you buy isn't the, that's very inclusive, isn't why'd it? Why'd you buy the PS4? The Amish lady friend wanted the PS4. Have for, you played it? I did. She likes uh Ratchet and Clank is one of them. So how does that differ? Whimsical. Should, we, should we save that for another tele sure, we podcast? Can, we'll, do you we'll, do you have a, a funny joke yet or not? Or should we just forget it with your New Year's resolution? Um let's be to be continued. It'll be a teaser so people will come back and hear my joke next time. How's that? All right, friends, please do us a favor. Please tell everyone about this powerful show. Word of mouth advertising. We love you just like Ron Popeil. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved. <laughs>